Greetings, it's Dr. Burnett, publishing pusher. The all the body place of encouragement, cultural empowerment. Weekly, she'll engage conversations with entrepreneurs and creatives. And these insightful interviews are designed to help us build our businesses, respective brands, ourselves, and to hopefully propel us to that next level of greatness, Big Boss. So with no time to waste time, it's officially go time. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Annette again. I hope that everyone has been having a fabulous week since the last episode of Dr. Annette Publishing Pusher. Listen, we just come together to chat just a little bit. I'm excited. Y'all probably say she get excited every time she come on here. But let me tell y'all, I am excited to have Patricia Jackson with me on today. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Dr. Annette. I'm excited to be on with you today. What a what a privilege it is, it is to just be here this morning. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Well, we talk about a lot of things here. Yeah, we want to get up in your business. Uh-oh. Here. I'm just telling you, I really want people to walk away knowing not just that you have a book, but okay. knowing about you, who you represent, what you do in this world, in your business ventures, in the kingdom. And really, it's all kingdom work anyway. We just have different terminology that we use to kind of clarify things for those who are listening in. So on today, uh, Patricia, you, when I looked at your bio, I was like, she kind of reminds me of me. (laughs) When I was looking at um, some some of the things that you had going on. Now, we're going to talk about your book. But I would like for you to just start out and tell us so we can get a little comfortable knowing you. Who are you? And how did you get to where you are today? Oh, wow. Well, I I, I can, let me start with the ending before the beginning. I am where I am today because of Christ that I know. I've gone through a lot and in my writings on uh, different books, I share my background. I am uh, what people would say, just a little country girl who grew up uh, rolling tires down a little dirt road, playing and doing all that. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid of poverty. I was uh, born into, born, actually literally born into poverty. But, you know, Dr. Annette, I often looked at, uh, my situation and I knew that that God had more. And so um, I strive for more and um, here I am today, but I have been through so much. I am an author, I'm a mother, grand, great grandmother. Uh, and uh, of course I am a belief coach as well as a pastor. And um, I have been pastoring, uh, we're, we will be celebrating 25 years on 26 years. I'm sorry, October uh, the 28th, the fifth Sunday in October, we will be celebrating 25 years of pastoral. I grew up in the church. Um, my mother was what they call a deaconess. And so they heard my dad drug us to church every Sunday. So it's in my blood, it's in my DNA. And so I always knew about God. And so I was taught that in order to get to this place in life, 
that I had to lean and depend on him. And that for me was prayer. And to talk to this being that I have not seen, but I can say I have sensed and felt him and asking him to work in my life. I didn't know the plan that he had for me, although I knew at some point that where I was was not what he wanted for me. And so I stumbled upon this scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it said that I know the plans that I have for you. And so I began to meditate on that particular scripture and say, okay, so what is this plan that you have for me? Went all the way through high school, um, honor roll student, knew, knew that there was something there, got a scholarship, went off to college, left home for the very first time, for the very first time, had never ventured out anywhere, went out and learned some things from, you know, from my peers and realized that life had more. And so upon that, started working for the state, um, got into a, a, an abusive marriage, got out of that, married a beautiful man. We've been married 29 years. Ministry was always in me. So with ministry always being in me, that ability and that love to help somebody was always there. And so I realized that I got into the social work arena and I'm still in the social work arena because as a belief coach, as a pastor, as a writer, um, you know, I'm still helping people to reform their lives because one thing I didn't ever want to do is forget where I came from. And then I look at those that are around me and in my surroundings that needed help. So I started an outreach ministry, after school program. I've done it all. You know, I've done so much. And so helping to build lives is what I believe that I am all about. Uh, God told me through prayer and meditation that my voice was a voice to the nation. So I'm projecting. Didn't quite understand where that would lead me. In this age, I am now just understanding what that meant, that my voice is a voice to the nation, which means that social media wasn't on the high horizon at that time when he spoke to me, but I'm looking at where I am now. My voice is everywhere at this point. Uh, Bible Truth Live is another one of those uh, broadcasts that came out of, out of my lineage and out of my ministry that God has given to me. So being a, um, I will say a mother first, a pastor's wife, a coach, a grandmother, you know, wearing all those multiple hats, you know, now I'm here to help people. I'm just a vessel, I believe, that is yielding herself to be used by God, if I could just sum it all up. And I know I went around, but at the end of the day, that's what I am, a vessel that God can use. You know, yeah. um, Patricia, as you were talking, um, I thought about the virtuous woman in the Bible and all of the many things that the scriptures say that she was able to do. Um, were you able to do those things on your own? Or I know you had the Lord, but mm -hmm. did you have to have a network of people to be able to accomplish the things that you've done? You know, I, I, I thank God for that. Yes, yes, yes. There were people who who believe in me. And there are people today that say, you are, you can do anything. But I, I try to let them know that there are so many people behind the scene that you don't get to meet. 
you don't know. Those folks that have helped me along the way, those folks that have seen my highs, my lows, uh, my good days, my not so good days, the good in me, the bad in me, and the ugly mm -hmm. in me. So there, there is a multi multitude of people that have helped me along the journey. So I'm always careful to to give them, you know, that their accolades because I could not have done all of the things that I do without those people, even in, um, you know, all of the preachers' wives. I, you know, there are people who were, were were good for me that was along the journey. There were people that were not so good along the journey. And I I believe that whether you imparted good or bad, you pushed me to the place that I am today. And so I thank God for them, even, even the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent, because everybody is responsible to get you there, you know? Yeah, so, I yeah. like I like that. That's one of the things that I say, whether good or bad, you should be able to learn something from it as yeah. you move forward. Um, so I, I, I love the things that you are doing. You're very, you're multifaceted, which is a great thing. Like, like the pro, like the, um, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, but I want people to understand when it comes to the Proverbs 31 woman, she didn't do it on her own. When you read it, it sounds like she did, but she mm -hmm. had, she had staff, she had support, yes. she had workers. That's why, cause I don't want y'all to get burned out trying to do Go it. On. <laughs> yeah. You don't don't get burnt out, okay? You know, no, I, and I and I say this, and I just told uh, um, a colleague of mine that yesterday. I said, "No man is an island. We could never do what we do had it not been for what I consider them to be destiny helpers. Those people that um, do uh, those things that sometimes even you can't do because God gives vision." but he also gives provision. And sometimes that comes in the form of monetary and it comes in the form of people. So whenever God gives vision, look for the provision. Don't be so quick to say, oh, that person does not belong in my life. That person is not helpful because you never know. If if someone is presented to you, you know, go into that, that place of, is this a reason that they're sent, a season that they're sent? or a lifetime. And we have those people that are with us along this journey for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And sometimes we don't embrace it in those categories. And that's when the fallout comes. We don't know that there are people that are going to do that assignment and walk away. doesn't mean that they're not for you. It's just that God had assigned them for that particular project. So I've learned that. Now, did I learn that right away? No, I have made some mistakes in that wanting to keep those people near and dear when I was su supposed to let them go. So we have to realize what season we're in and the reason that they're there. Yeah. So it sounds like another thing that when we understand it, we won't be stressed out about it. Exactly. Exactly. We won't That's get our feelings hurt. Yes, that seed that seasons for all things is, is very important for us. The first mm -hmm. episode um this this season was stepping forward. The last episode in the season three was stepping back. Wow. Seasons. Mm -hmm. And how long is that season? We don't know. When we when we when we're moving in it, we don't know. It might be short, it might be long. We just have to keep our focus and posture on the Lord. 
Right, right. Yeah, we have to, we have, and that's why it, it is so important to maintain that communication with him. You know, I was telling my husband this morning, as a matter of fact, and I'll share this on this broadcast. I, I had done this live broadcast. It's called Bible Truth Live for seven years. I'm in my eighth year right now. Um, when I first started the broadcast, I was on every day at 7 30 in the morning. Now, uh, after COVID, it moved to two days a week. And I was telling my husband, the zeal for that it is no more. It's, you know, that I'm going to come on one day. And I believe that God has moved me into another area. So we have to realize season, seasons. Nothing comes to stay. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Nothing comes to stay, but we're blessed in, in them all. And we have to understand that what season we're in, when God says to go, when God says to stop, and, you know, be obedient in that category. And, and I, I, I'm learning again, because if you don't, then that's when you mess up, you know, even in, um, I had an outreach program, a daycare, right? And nobody could understand why I was moving forward and leaving that behind. I could never do what I'm doing now with that responsibility that I had. So knowing when to let go is so important, Dr. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good. No, remember that y'all knowing when to let go. Yes. Trying to hold on to stuff. That's not good for you. It might have no. been good for you yesterday. It's not good for you today. And if you keep mm -hmm. on holding on to you, it's going to take you in a different arena in your life where you're not supposed to be tomorrow. So thank you so much for that, um, Patricia Jackson. So Patricia, now I want to talk a little bit about, I know you have different books and workbooks and things, but what? let's talk about the book you want to share today. The book I'd like to share today is called Can You Handle My Truth? And it's an ebook. It is an ebook and it's uh it's available. But in that ebook, I share my journey as a pastor's wife. Um, I also share um the my journey of the ups and downs as a pastor's wife. Sometimes people look um, at pastor's wives and we see hair, clothing, stilettos, we see the house, the car, we see all of that. And we think that this person, uh, life is so grandiose, if I could use that word, but it's not always like that. You know, um, there is a certain persona that God graced us to give off because he wants us to be that approachable vessel. But sometimes we're we're going through as well. And so we've broken the silence. Uh, it was 20 women and myself in, in a previous book. And I pulled my chapter out and expound a little bit more. Breaking the silence, letting uh, even parishioners know and pastors know, because there's a lot that I did not share with my husband that's in the book. Um, you know, I did when, um, after the book was written, um, I shared with him, you know, my highs and lows. I shared with him my disappointment, my hurt, and my pain. And the reason why I did not share that with him during the time it was happening is because these are his sheep. These are his people. And he had to be able to minister to them on the level in which God had called him to without me being that distraction. Because think about it, you hurt my wife, then I may not be that good pastor that God has called me to be. Because let's be real, they're human. 
and nobody wants their loved one hurt. Nobody wants anybody to mistreat them. So breaking the silence now because we're in a we're in a, a better place, uh, let's say now than we were when I was going through that. But had I shared all of that in the very beginning of the ministry, we I know for a fact we probably would not have reached those milestones in which God had intended for us. So there were days, uh, Dr. Annette, when I would go to church and I would minister because I was on a praise and worship team first before I was a I accepted my call. And I would minister to people doing praise and worship, scripture and prayer. And, and, and come home and pull the covers over my head and cry because I didn't want him to see what someone had said to me, what someone had done to me. And you're trying to figure out what is it that would cause people to love the man that preaches to them, yet hate the woman that stands beside him. And they don't know that for every good man, that there's a great woman standing on the side. He could not have been the pastor that he was had it not been for having a good wife, you know, or those things that I did in the background that when he stepped into the forefront that he was able to project. So I think that we don't think on that level. And, and, and if I can say this with all love and admiration that sometimes women just misappropriate their emotions, their anger, and, and, and how they feel. You know, you, you're looking at me and you think I got it all together, but I don't. You know, I have my children. I have my bills. I have my problems. I have my house. You know, I have that man that you see that you think is perfect. He's my husband and he's a man just like your husband or your significant other. And I think we get blindsided and our focus is so much on the wife and how good she has it that we forget that she's still human at the end of the day. She cries real tears. She has a heart. Her emotions are, are, are just like anybody else's. So in that book, I write those different journeys, um, uh, those different uh, things that I have gone through in the book. And, and I want people to, to get that book and to read it. There may be uh, a pastor's wife who feel like she's in it all by herself because God knows I didn't, I, when I was going through that, I feel like nobody else is going through this. It's, it's me. I felt personally attacked and it was not like that. You know, it's just people going through their emotions and looking at me because I still have a smile on my face, but behind that smile, there are tears that are flowing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you, you talk about feelings and emotions and how important it is to not allow our emotions take a front seat in, in, in our lives. Because if we do, we actually set ourselves up for failure is what we do. Really? Um, so it's, it's a blessing that you've been able to work through it. I, I'm sure, like you said, it wasn't easy at the at the beginning, but you've learned how to stay in tune with the Lord. And that will definitely help you as you are having to weather um, these situations um, with other people. And of course, we always want to do things as unto the Lord and let it be a sweet smell up into his nostril and not let our flesh get the best of us and say whatever it is we thinking because the outcome would not be good. But I think it's it shows your mature your maturity also mm -hmm. in in honoring your husband in such a way that 
I'm going to save this information until due season to share it because yes. I don't want him to feel like he's being pulled between. So, you know, that that's a great blessing. And that's a that's a great blessing and, and thought to all of us to really process things before we share them and not be in a hurry. Um, and sometimes things just have to to wait. And when they do come forward, they'll come forward in the right season and they will um, bring forward the right outcome. So I definitely mm -hmm. thank you for that. Now, you mentioned that you were a part of a collaboration. Mm -hmm. And when, when was the collaboration? Um, Last year, November. Last year, November. Yes, okay. last November. Last it year, November. In November. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... um. I, I love what you shared because I try to tell people this all the time, especially when people decide they want to be a part of a book collaboration and then or they think they might want to write, but they're not quite sure. So it's a good opportunity to get their feet wet. Mm -hmm. I, I like to tell people. Um, and if you've not been exposed to it, you should hopefully connect with a person or group that you're really going to learn some things, not just give your information and it's a done deal, but that you're going to walk away with some knowledge, some, some skill sets. So in that process, do you feel like you gain some needed information to help you move to the next level a little easier? I, I, yes, I can honestly say yes, even though, um, for some, I called it an experience because now, uh, even in, with an anthology, I can help someone to know what to look for if they are ever approached about an anthology. I went in with the trust factor, trusting that the person that brought me in, um, was going to do everything decent and in order let me say that and that didn't it didn't really happen but I don't I count it all joy let me just say that because the experience that I gained launched me into doing what I'm doing now had I not engaged in that venture I would not be now on the third the second and the third anthology and writing my autobiography and have written that ebook. I would not be doing what I'm doing. So I don't count it as a um, a loss. I count it as an experience. If I, if I look at the money, I would count it a loss. If I look at the experience that I gained from it, it is just what it is, an awesome experience. So I would tell anybody, don't do what I did. Um, even if it's someone you know, do the research yourself ask questions, um, you know, look at the, the, the character and integrity, you know, know where, where you're going. Um, I didn't know that I needed a contract, you know, now I know, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of things in there that I won't get into that I did not know, but there, uh, but now I know. And so now not only am I able to help myself, when offered the opportunity, I can also help someone else. And so I don't count it a loss, but I count it an experience. Um, I could choose to be bitter about it, but I choose to be better about it. You know, and the thing is, um, you gained great insights to help so you much. build to build further. And also, we can't beat ourselves up about not knowing something. It's one thing. 
is once we, if you don't know what you don't know until you're exposed to someone or something that lets you know that there's something more. And so until you get that exposure, you don't know it. So you go through the process, you learn what you can in that process. And then once you do understand something more, now you realize now I can move forward and I can do things. So even though that might not be, an, it was an experience, it may not have been the greatest experience, but guess what? It was still an experience. It still brought you to a place where you have been able to build new projects and yes. move. And I'm sure also normally once we start building, people start asking us for assistance. Yes. Because they say, they see what we're, what we're doing. When I published my first self-published my first book back in 2006, and I was almost ready to publish my second book not too long after, but people started reaching out to me saying, Hey, um, I want to write a book and I want to self-publish like you did. So what I wind up doing, I was, and it just, it was timing was everything, right? Because I now had this knowledge that I had had to figure out a whole lot of things because all of the great tools that are available today were not available in 2005, 2006. All of this online um, AI and all of this kind of stuff, it was not available. So you didn't have all of these great coaches that you have. So it was like, figure it out, get it done. And done was better than nothing. So done was right. better than nothing. So I got it done. And then people started asking me to help them. Well, when people started asking me to help them, what did it mean that I needed to do? I needed to be one or two steps ahead of them for the next right. conversation. So then I would go research because now more information is gradually coming out. So I would be tapping into other resources, getting the information to pass it down. So for 10 years, believe it or not, from 2006 to 2016, I was doing my own thing, other things, but I was coaching people to become self-published authors for 10 years before I officially opened my publishing company wow. in 2016. So you never know what you're gaining and how it's going to move you to the next level. But if you stay in the process, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what I heard you say, I yeah. got in it. I got what I got. I realized I needed something more, but I still stayed in the process. And then staying in the process, look where I have moved to. And now that I've moved to this, I realize there's even something greater beyond this. That is amazing. That is, oh, wow. That is, that is so beautifully said. And that is true. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why as a belief coach, I, I tell people to believe in yourself, believe in what you can do. You can get some, gain something from others, but believe in what it is you can do. Because if it has been said to you, and if you feel it in your Noah, there are some things that you just feel in your Noah and you know you're going to be who God has called you to be. Just like for me, the book, the first day out, 80 copies went out by me. The first day out, God allowed me 80 people to invest in that. And that was like, you know, I could have said, 
I'm not moving. I'm not going. I'm not doing. I'm mad. I'm angry. But stay in the race. You know, stay in the race. And if I could quote a scripture that says that the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but to those that endure. See, sometimes you got to endure what don't always feel good, what don't always look good. But if you stay in the race, you will win. And I feel, Dr. Annette, I'm winning at this point in my life. I am winning. And I was telling someone, you know, I, I've done a lot of things and you see that from my bio, I've done a lot of things, but this is one of the most happiest moments of my life because I can share my pain with others to give them hope that it, it, it didn't always look good, but look at where it is now. Have I arrived? No, I'm still scratching and striving. But if you keep running, if you keep Find the good in, there's some good in everything. Even in what we consider the worst experience, there was some good in that. So listen, I don't know where this journey is going to lead. I may be a publisher one day, taking Dr. Annette's course and be a publisher. You know, I don't know what I'm going to be. I don't know what God's destiny is for me, but I'm going to keep doing those things, gaining that knowledge, putting that right foot forward and letting that left one follow and opening up my mouth and speak to people that they can see that it doesn't always have to be like it was because your ladder will always be greater than your former at the mm. end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's good. And she said, she said, uh, she might become a publisher, y'all. That's what she said. She said, I might become a publisher. This is what I have found out. God has given each of us specific people that we are to connect with mm -hmm. none of us can connect with everybody only only god can do that only god yeah. can only holy spirit can do that but we have a tribe of people that the lord has connected us to and in having that tribe of people um patricia that means you're going to have more information to share with them to expand in the kingdom because we're doing kingdom work, but these yeah. books are kingdom work. These workbooks are kingdom work. These booklets are kingdom work. And it doesn't matter the size of the book. It matters the depth of the content that is in the book. So whether it's a book of 45 pages, we want to hopefully get more than 45 pages. But if it's a book of 45 pages and it met what the Lord said to share, then it is a book that is worth putting out and allowing people to gravitate to it and get the insights that God has given to us. So when you say that, Patricia, you just spoke that in the atmosphere. On. Yeah, you just spoke that in the atmosphere. So I just had to, I just had to, just had to say that. Yes. I received. I received. <laughs> I had to say I received. But you, you are such a um, person who helps people, you said, you know, like belief coach, but you help people to see who they are <laughs> Absolutely. in the Lord. Absolutely. If, if I were someone who had lost my way mm -hmm. and I came to you, Patricia, what's one thing that you could tell me to maybe get me started to think about a better direction? Mm -hmm. The first thing that I would tell you is that you are not who you think you are at this moment, because most people um, that come in, in, in under me in that area, 
they actually literally do not know who they are. They don't know what they want to do. And so, you know, I said, I want them to go back, go back to the place of bitterness, to the place of sorrow. And most of the time, it's because what they tried to do, what they considered was a failure. It did not work out. Let's, let's, let's rewind and go back. Because who you were then at that very point of destruction, what you consider your demise, is who you are today. So you are still that person. You just had some minor setbacks, but every setback brings on a great comeback. And so let's go back there. Let's trace your steps back and see where we can move forward. Because at the end of the day, God does not make done and God does not create people to be a failure. You are who he says you are. You can be who he says you can be and you are more than capable of doing what he says you can do. Now let's see if we can take you back to that place where you get rid of all of that clutter, move all of that out of your way and let's begin to talk about who you are. Tell yourself who you are. And most of the time we don't use affirmations. We don't encourage ourselves. I can tell you, like I told you when I first got on, how beautiful you look to me today. Most of the time we don't look in the mirror and say, girl, you are bomb.com. We don't do that. But that is so important for our success because you don't wait for somebody to tell you who you are or how you look or who you can be. Tell yourself that. And, you know, that was the hardest thing for me to do was to look in the mirror and talk to myself and to tell this girl that she was beautiful and that she was more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that strengthened her, that she was the apple of his eye, that she, you know, and I, I love the term the mom.com. You know, it was hard for me to say that because I had gone through so much and I was told that I would never amount to anything. Nobody would ever love me. Nobody would ever want me. I was gonna, I was a nobody. I was told all of those things. And I'm not talking about in my adulthood. I was talking, I'm talking about from the time I can remember. So it was a lot of going through that. So when I ran into people who decided that they were going to tell me who I am, I've already heard that. You know, I've, I've, I've passed that. So if you came to me for the first time, that's where I begin with everybody. Let's go back. Let's rewind it. And then I, I'm going to tell you who God says you are. You're going to tell yourself who he says you are. And we're going to move forward. We're going to work it from there. That's the whole beginning of the process of believing in yourself. I cannot expect you to believe in me. It is up to me to believe in me. I cannot expect anybody to make me happy. It is up to me to make me happy. And so that's where we begin. I, I take them right back to the point A. And I think your, your book, Can You Handle My Truth? Can You Handle My Truth? Um, so we'll, we'll solidify that for them and that you're telling your story, mm -hmm. you're telling your journey, you're mm -hmm. telling what you had to endure, but you're yes. telling that I'm an overcomer through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's exciting. That's exciting. You know, just that concept in itself that it doesn't matter where we began. It doesn't matter how we, how we started. It matters where we go. It matters what we do. Yeah. And meekness is not weakness because, you know, in my book, I, I talk about um, how I was pushed off of seven steps and, and, and hit the ground, you know, and most people said I would have come up fighting. But what good would that have done? 
you know? And so you have to maintain discipline in all that you go through. You have to maintain discipline. Um, I told Jehoshaphat, you need not fight in this battle. Most of the time, we don't know that the battle is not ours. We have no idea. And so we want to do what, what he can do. And he can do a better job at fighting for us than we can do fighting for ourselves. And so somebody need to hold on to that. I just felt that in my spirit. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. You just stand still and you will see the salvation. We'll see the glory in all of this. Yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it from Patricia Jackson. Listen, y'all. Ordained pastor, author, conference host, motivational speaker. She is a belief and transformation coach, entrepreneur, business executive. So listen, you heard what she said today. You heard the title of her book that she's going to share, Can You Handle My Truth? You can get a copy of it on Amazon. When you pull up her name, you're going to find some other resources as well. So Patricia, if you want to tell them a few other resources you have out there, as well as is Amazon the only place to get them or can they get them directly from you and how? Let them know. Actually, not, nothing that I've done so far is on Amazon. Okay, see y'all. Yeah. It's not on Amazon. You they can go a direct ebook from her. Okay. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's www.bibletruthlive.com. www.bibletruthlive.com. Now, the ebook has not transferred over there yet, but it's on slash Patricia Jackson. slash Patricia Jackson, all lowercase letters. But, um, WWW Bible Truth Live also has uh, We Write the Letters That Heal. I have a few uh, uh, workbooks on uh, all the preacher's wives that are on there. I also have anointed oil on there. It's a it's a it's a multi of things on Bible Truth Live. So go on over and do some shopping. You're gonna be glad you did. Yeah. But don't forget, pick up pick up that ebook, payhill.com slash Patricia Jackson. You're gonna be blessed. I guarantee. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it from Patricia Jackson on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in, sharing of your life with us. And I hope great success for you as you go forward and continue building in the kingdom. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, it's a blessing just to be here. And I love your spirit from day one when I started following you in your thank rooms. You. And I am connected not by blood, but I am connected because of the kindred spirit. So thank you, Dr. Annette. And I wish you the best too. God continue to bless you in all your endeavors and that you just continue to keep on holding on. Love Amen. you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Love you much. All right, y'all. So remember, you are blessed to be a blessing. And I like to leave you with this final thought. Remember, you are the visible manifestation of his invisible presence. Everywhere you go, everything you do, be seen in him. Shine bright. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Dr. Vanessa Chad Podcast, brought to you by John Nate Publishing. Be sure to stay tuned in for future conversations and engagements. Check out the website, jotnatepublishing.org, and subscribe to this show on your preferred podcast app. Shout out to Donnie Five for the production. Be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.